I was so terrified of becoming a bridezilla, like to the point where a year after the wedding and then two years after the wedding, I kept asking my maid of honor, like, hey, was I awful to you guys at the wedding? Like, was I annoying? <laughs> and got to a point where she was like, please stop asking me because it was like funny at first. And like, now, you, now you are annoying me. And honestly, it's so fascinating how our concept of weddings because of pop culture has made so much of us either afraid of becoming a bridezilla or totally confident in the concept of, yeah, I'm going to be all about me on my wedding day and you guys better be ready to deal with it. But we're gonna unpack this quite a bit more in today's episode, so stick around. Thank you guys so much for listening. Good morning and night and good welcome to the Jamie Grace podcast. Hi, my name is Jamie Grace. This is my podcast. It's a show all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, talking about how the things we love have an impact on who we are. Now, we talk a lot about movies and TV shows, but today we're going to be talking about weddings. I mean, weddings are a thing that we have all either been a part of or we've seen on the Pinterest. But today we're going to talk about five things about my wedding that protected my mental Mental health. I really loved my wedding, um, which is kind of wild to say because I am not a wedding fan per se. I'm a people person. Um, I like my people and I like good food and I like very well produced music. But weddings in particular, it's hard to explain. It's when, when all the attention is on me for something. It, but I don't have a microphone like it's not my podcast or it's not a concert I'm just like oh my gosh why 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 you know I don't like I just don't like the attention on me so the idea of like having to like have my own wedding where everybody's gonna be like looking at me and like all up in my business and then I had been like very comfortably open about the fact that like hey like you know I'm saving certain physical physically intimate things until marriage like then I had all this anxiety about like oh my gosh like they all know where I'm going after this like it's just like it, what is Bella doing? doing oh sorry okay our two-year-old is is she brought her bike upstairs you know what it's fine everything's great um I okay yeah so (laughs) there were certain things about my wedding about our wedding that really did protect my mental health and I'm so grateful for it so whether you are a soon-to-be bride or you are already married or maybe you're listening because you're in a wedding soon or you just like talking about weddings then I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to talk about weddings today. Also, by the way, in case we're not connected on the socials just yet, I am at Jamie Grace H on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. You can find me at Jamie Grace H. I look forward to talking to you guys on the internets. So number five, we're going to do a countdown. It is embracing the abnormal slash the non-traditional. Um, we had a few things about our wedding that were just weird, that were just odd. I mean, weird in a positive sense. Um, one, we had a public wedding. I'll talk about that a little bit uh, later down the line. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed just having things that were a part of our wedding that were not what you would consider to be a part of a traditional wedding um, or just the wedding experience in general. Like for one um, hour, my bachelorette party, it was a onesie bachelorette party. I was there. I think I had on a unicorn onesie and all my friends 
Collins had on these really fun onesies and stuff like that. That was actually um, my maid of honor, um, Kristen Taylor. She's an awesome worship leader. Um, that was her idea. Um, there was no alcohol involved in any of our like bachelorette bachelor stuff or um the wedding or the reception and that's not at all to dig into a conversation of like theology and stuff like that because a lot of people you know know that i'm a christian and so a lot of people are like oh well, could you tell me what scripture inspired that decision i'm not saying if it did or didn't i'm just saying that for us we chose not to have alcohol involved in any of the aspects of our wedding and that was something that we wanted to do um we chose to have a breakfast bar at our reception um we had cereal at the reception to the point where like some people were like very vocal about how they didn't like that and i was like okay, you can have your own wedding later if you like. Um, I just really wanted to do things that made me happy and that made my husband happy and that made us happy together. And honestly, now, like, we have a whole thing in the house that he makes the best bowl of cereal. Um, and for me, that always makes me think of our wedding. And I know that sounds silly. Like, what do you mean he makes the best bowl of cereal? But I'm telling you, he does, like, Cheerios with, like, some sugar and honey. And, like, the ratio is perfect. So anytime I want a bowl of cereal, I will literally, like, the other night I wanted a bowl of cereal, and I waited, like, 30 minutes till he came home from the gym. Um, because I wanted him to make that bowl of cereal. And so, and it just makes me think of our wedding. It's like part of our little silly family tradition. So that's one thing that was really beneficial to my mental health was just realizing like, oh, I don't have to follow any rules or things that people tell me that I have to do. Um, you know, especially by, by the, the, the wide, you know, concept of culture. Um, you know, I, I, I live my life to, to serve, uh, one master, you know, I, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus and he's the only one I'm trying to impress. And I know that he was not pressed about <laughs> what kind of food we had at the reception or, you know, like the fact that we had a bunch of like loud music with bass playing during the reception we walked out to we're all in this together from high school musical just the things that were kind of silly and non-traditional if you will um but made us really happy because let me tell you right now if you have not figured out at this point in life that trying to please everybody and trying to make everybody else happy is going to be detrimental to your mental health if you haven't figured that out yet baby <laughs> I just told you, so believe me. Just please believe me. Number four, this might sound totally contradictory to the last one, which was embracing the non-traditional or untraditional whichever one it is, <laughs> number four is finding peace in the traditional. So a lot of times I think when we are trying to, you know, step away from the societal norms and the pressures of culture, it can seem natural to be like, I just want to break all the rules. But I love culture. I love tradition. And I love that there are certain things about um, the way that I was raised and the way that my husband was raised and the way that we connect as black people, the way that we connect as millennials, as Americans, all the different ways that we connect. Um, um, I love that we find tradition and we find things about culture that we do like. Um, so one thing that a lot of times happens in um, black American weddings is jumping the broom. Now, we did not jump the broom, but I remember that being something that I thought about very early on. Like, it's not something that culturally or traditionally felt 
um, like something that I wanted to do. But I remember thinking like, man, if I marry a black guy or if I marry a guy whose parents are black, it's going to be very likely that he might want to jump the broom. And so that was always something that was in the back of my mind of just like, I, I don't want my wedding to be a day that is exclusively consumed with me. Um, I wanted it to be a day that was about the union of both man and wife. And so even though we didn't jump the broom in our wedding, that was something that I would include in the traditional of like, yeah, it's very likely that if you're marrying someone that's black or if you're marrying someone whose family is black, um, that their family might want to jump the broom. And I think it's important to include some things that are traditional if they are important to your spouse. Um, something that we did include that was, and then it just turned out to be something that, you know, my husband just kind of had the same feeling that I did. He was like, if you really want to, we can. And I was like, well, no, like, <laughs> I think we're okay if neither, you know, if neither one of us has a, a strong cultural connection to it or traditional connection to it. So a couple of things that we did in our wedding that were traditional is that we had very traditional vows. Um, and gave me a lot of anxiety to think about writing something very deeply personal for my husband and then sharing it in front of a bunch of people. Um, even though our wedding was very public, our engagement was very private. Even when people ask us the story of our engagement, I don't tell people what he said. I don't, you know, share the letters that he's written to me. You know, I, I, I like to keep um, our words very private. And um, so, yeah, for the wedding vows we went super traditional we did the in sickness and health like we did all those and we did not write anything um original i don't know if you guys can hear uh simone biles in the background she's been training at our house for um a little over two years um we call her isabella brave in our house but um <laughs> but yeah she's currently uh jumping off of studio equipment that i have um, it's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, that was what, that was something traditional that we did. Um, you know, I wore a white dress, you know, it's a very traditional thing. Um, we had a pastor from my childhood that married us. That was very traditional. Um, we had, you know, the bridesmaids and the room, you know, all the very traditional wedding things. We had all that stuff and something that's not traditional in the grand scheme of culture, but that is tradition within my family is, uh, like walking down the aisle with dad to a very tra traditional dun, 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 dun. here comes the bride and then halfway through stopping it and doing a dance number and so um I, we did dance on at our wedding which is one of my songs and um the uh, well <laughs> i'll i'll leave morgan's wedding out of this but it was a choreographed dance and it was amazing and <laughs> she and my dad are my favorite dancers <laughs> it was it's just a tradition that we started and or that she started and um I really hope that one of our kids will do that. Like, you know, I, I, we've, we've never shied away from the fact that we love children and we want to have a lot of children. And so <laughs> I'm hoping like, I don't know how many girls we'll have. I hope at least two. So I'm like, I hope one of y'all will do this, but I also understand if y'all want to be a little bit, you know, more serious at your wedding than I was, I, cause I'm just a goofball. So, you know, it's, it'll be up to them, but that's something that is a tradition that at least, at least I have with my sister and and my dad, our dad and our family um, that, you know, our mom was in on as well. And I really like that. That's a tradition that um, that I honored. That was a part of our family. So number three was doing a lot of things that kept me busy. So I did a lot of work like that whole week. I mean, 
I picked out the Airbnb that like all my girls would stay at. I was a part of like <laughs> with the, working with the guest list and all this stuff. Like I kept so busy and I was so happy. Um, I'm really grateful for my bridesmaids that they were, you know, really good at being like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you know, definitely delegating tasks for um, them as well. But yeah, I, I liked being being involved. I mean, like I said, um, you know, I, I never really the whole concept of having a wedding for me, it, it really is a, it's a party. It's a celebration of something way cooler than a wedding and that's marriage. Um, so I feel the same way about, I felt the same way about our wedding that I did like my birthday party every year, which is just like, you know, I really just want to celebrate the actual thing. You know, I can't wait to just do the thing, which is, well, <laughs> uh, but which is life. You know, I can't wait to just do life with my spouse. Um, same with my birthday. I'm like, this is really cool and everything. But really what I'm excited about is like laying my head down at the pillow at the end of the day and being like, thank you, Lord, for another year. Now I'm going to stay up till 5 a.m. binge watching a TV show because I took tomorrow off work. Like, to me, that is more of like what my favorite part is. So when it's the actual like, celebration, when it's the actual party, I just like to keep myself busy because I like to see a good party happen. And I like to see, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, that just makes my heart really happy to just like watch something come to life and watch something um like the the beginning of something like you know as as they say in high school musical the start of something new to be a part of watching something new launch and be a good beginning you know as we go out into the world in this new season of life i remember the night before the wedding i went to walmart with, with a few of the girls and you know i don't even remember i feel like we bought a printer and we were printing out stuff I don't even know if that actually happened. Like, no, I know we went. I just can't exactly remember what we were printing out. And now that I look back, I don't even know if it was necessary. I think it may have been one of those things where I was like, oh, no, we need to print this and do this or whatever. And, I, you know, I don't even know. All I do know is that, like, I can't imagine me doing anything else. <laughs> like, that was actually so much fun for me. Like, I just remember them being like, are you stressed? Like, are you tired? And then the next morning, like, driving, like, I drove to the church. Um, and my friend Hanako was in the passenger seat. And she has this video of me um, just driving and singing Everlife at the top of my lungs. And um, don't worry, I was driving safely. And it's just, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of times people want to wait on you hand and foot when it's your wedding. And that's a really beautiful thing. Um, and then considering the predicament <laughs> that I, you know, have always faced in my adulthood, which is being known and, you know, paying people to be an assistant or a whatever, like, I just wanted to do stuff for myself. And I didn't want it to be perfect. And I knew that me doing a lot and me keeping myself busy was definitely running the risk of things not being absolute top tier perfection. But that's what I wanted. You know, I didn't want a perfect wedding. I didn't want a perfect day. I wanted a day that was beautiful and <laughs> um, fun and joyful. And I had so many people that were so helpful and so gracious, but that also were like, y'all, she wants to drive herself to the wedding because like that's her being confident and doing her thing. Um 
she wants to be a part of the last minute errands to the store the night before because like what else am I supposed to do like <laughs> like swim around in lavender oil and go to bed at 8 p.m the night before my wedding do you know how long I have waited for this day I'm not sleeping <laughs> like what is wrong with you people <laughs> I eventually did go to sleep but I was like I was like I'm not here to sleep we have a party to plan. We have things to do. <laughs> so I'm grateful for the people that contributed and put in the work and also the people that understood that I wanted to put in the work as well. If you talk to anybody that has anxiety that deals with this kind of thing, then you'll definitely hear at some point, uh, I'd say what 90% of us, you will hear one of us talking about music. Um, it was so crucial to me. And that's why I put it as number two um, of why I just, I, I wanted to make sure I had the right music. Now, if I had had more time to plan our wedding and I'm glad that I did not have more time because I would have probably been stressing everybody out at that point. Um, but if I had had more time to plan our wedding, I would have had way more music in it. <laughs> I want it every um, like bridesmaid and uh, groom's been to like walk down the aisles, like a different song with like a different dance. And it got to the point where I started while I was planning it. I was like, oh, I think I want to be the DJ at this wedding. <laughs> so I think I need to pull back. And everybody just needs to walk down to the same song because it's like to the point where I was like, okay, this one has to start at 30 seconds. This one has to start at 15 seconds. And like, it was like 20 something people in the bridal party. I was like, oh, I think I'm doing too much guys. So grateful for knowing when to pull back as well. Um, but yeah, like, so they walked down the aisle to somebody to call home by Anthony Evans. Um, we also played a, a song called ocean floor. That was an audio journal, uh, a Mark Stewart remix with, um, Julia Ross from Everlife. Um, so I wanted like Everlife has a huge part just like of my own story and my singlehood and things like that um that Anthony Evans song does as well my song The Waiting my uh we had a kids choir that sang it so that was really special to me um there were so many different elements of music that have these like deeply rooted emotional connections and all of them like even the things that I just said like there's so much more to those stories and maybe I'll never fully share those with other people I don't even know um it's just that I I know and my husband knows you know like we know this the long emotional stories behind these certain songs and it's not that like I don't think everybody has these long emotional connections to music but especially those of us that deal with mental health issues a lot of us do a lot of us have long emotional connections to a lot of different things and so um it was just really special to me that there were certain songs that were used in certain capacities certain versions of certain songs sung by certain people and I look back and I'm just so grateful for that. I also really liked having other people sing my songs because like my sister sang White Boots and I really like that because again it's like these songs mean a lot to me like my songs that I've written but also it's a way for like the attention to kind of be off of me a little bit and still share the message of those songs if that makes sense so it's like yeah I want the message of the waiting to be shared of that song but I don't want it to be like oh Jamie Grace is up here singing at her wedding not that that would have been wrong many a people sing at their weddings but just because of like just 
you know, being known as Jamie Grace, I really just wanted to kind of like step back and just be Jamie for my wedding day. Um, and so I was glad to have, be able to have those songs that I still wrote be a part of it, but not have to be the one singing it <laughs> because that just gave, it was almost like just letting the, the message of those songs minister to me. And that's something that we need at times is like when we have spent a lot of time investing in other people, we need to make sure that we are taking time to be um, encouraged as well. And that was something that, uh, well, that's something that will forever be beneficial to my mental health and all of our mental health. <laughs> okay. So last but not least, number one thing about my wedding that protected my mental health, um, choosing the right people to be there, <laughs> choosing the right people to be involved. Now, as far as who was invited, it was a public wedding. And that was something that I did for 18 million different reasons. But honestly, I just wanted everybody to come together for this big celebration of what God has done. Um, it actually it started before I was famous, if you will, when I was younger, I just there were a lot of kids in my community that I realized like didn't have a healthy perception of like weddings and marriage. And not that I felt like I could be the example but I wanted to make sure that I could at least be one example of showing them what God can do in a life <laughs> when he brings two people together and so um that was actually why it started it was way before I was famous it was just like I just wanted to offer this to the kids in my community and be like hey come and celebrate this beautiful thing that God is doing because I didn't know statistically how many of them would attend a wedding in the future, um, just to be transparent. So that's why it started. And then as I became known and, you know, all this stuff with my music and everything, it just made even more sense to continue to keep that door open. And my husband thought it was a super cool idea. So he was like, that sounds fun. Um, so I was excited about that. So that was like, you know, that as far as like all the people that were there, um, and then the next thing I would say was choosing to have a bunch of kids in the wedding. Um, so we had junior bridesmaids and junior groomsmen. And I, 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 the one thing I am a little sad about is that I didn't get like one picture with all of them, but that would have been really hard. Cause it was like almost 50 children, like under the age of like, I think 15 or something like that. Kids that I've taught since they were little, we have, um, five nieces. And so all of our nieces were in the wedding. Um, and so that would have been hard to like, you know, get a picture with all of them. But um, my cousins were there. It, it was just so great to have them as junior bridesmaids and junior groomsmen. And they sang my song, The Waiting. And um, they were directed by a childhood friend of mine. Her name is Jennifer. Um, she was a choir director. Um, this is a bit of a somber thing to say, but I do just want to make notice of this as well. Um, this past week, um, Jennifer's uh, dad passed away. And we haven't really, she and I haven't really talked. You know, I reached out, but you know, of course not expecting a response. I just man just just pray for your people and if you guys don't mind just saying a prayer for Jennifer and her family as they're dealing with um, that grief he used to work at a Christian bookstore and I just remember how proud of me he was um, when my CDs were sold in the Christian bookstore and um, he, he, he think he called her and he said Jennifer isn't this your friend from choir in middle school or something and um, so yeah, so having Jennifer in the wedding was really important to me. Um, because I mean, that girl knows everything there is to know about choir and about kids choirs. And so having her very specifically follow through with that task really meant a lot to me. Um, and her family meant a lot, a lot to me, especially growing up. So I just wanted to make mention of her family. Um, it was really special to me to have 
people there for specific things. Um, my friend Angelina, she's an insane violinist, and she played for the waiting. Uh, she played violin for that song, and her violin playing was just so encouraging and inspiring to me all throughout middle and high school. And I wanted her to play violin in the wedding, and um, there were what 30 40 people in the (laughs) that's maybe an exaggeration somewhere around 30 of actual bridesmaids and groomsmen and that was really special to me as well there were you know two girls there that were like some of the first people to find out about Aaron then my maid of honor Kristen then Carol Eric a best friend of my big sister turned best friend of me too um my friend Courtney we've been friends since freshman year of college we were both transfer students to a random school in Tennessee like There were all these beautiful connections where people might look at the abundance of people that were involved in the wedding and be like, oh, are these people your best friends that you talk to 20 out of 24 hours a day? No. But are these people that when I think about my singlehood and my dating relationship with my husband and, you know, even my relationship with these friends and their spouses and how they've blessed me, how their families have blessed me. Like, do I want these people a part of my special day? And the answer was a thousand percent. Yes. I mentioned this in my YouTube video that I did this past week, uh, same title of this episode, five things about my, about my wedding, um, that protected my mental health. And, you know, we've been married a little over three years now. And so as time has gone on there, you know, are a few people that we involved in our wedding that we have yet to, uh, be involved in their, uh, big life moments as well. (laughs) And, you know, there were a few times where I was like, come on, man, like I wanted to be a part of that. Like I'm, I included you in mine, but, um, honestly the lord just reminded me like i did not have the certain people in my wedding because of what i could get out of it like it, that's not or you know what i mean like it wasn't it wasn't meant to be a, a futuristic commitment it was meant to be like for that present moment in time god God knew that I needed that reminder of them on that day for so many different specific reasons, you know. Um, I think about my friend Grace, and man, y'all, this is just becoming super transparent. If y'all could just pray for my friend Grace, and um, they just had their second baby girl, and she's going through some health stuff. But I think about my friend Grace. We were friends in second and third grade, and we, like, every two to three years, we'd randomly catch up, but we really didn't talk that much. And I just felt led to randomly ask her to be a bridesmaid like a month before the wedding. And y'all, the night before the wedding, the prayer that that girl prayed over my life still sits with me to this day. And I say that because a lot of people might be like, Jamie, that's so random. Like you brought in, you know, you're you're one of your buddies from elementary school to be in your wedding that you're not that that you weren't that close with. We're actually much closer now, but you know that you weren't that close with up until the wedding. And I was like, y'all, I just had to have her there. I don't know why. And then the night before, when she prayed over me, I was like, oh, oh, that was why, you know, it was this like, it was just powerful, man. And so that was a huge part of, of the wedding is just opening that door to my people, to my humans and just being like, hey, I need you here. 
I need you nearby. Um, you know, I mean, this is a little bit more, I guess, more of an obvious one, but even like, you know, the girl that did my hair, uh, the girl that did my makeup, our photographer, like every aspect of that, of the wedding was, Hey, you, I need you for this because you, because it was just, it was intentional. It was so intentional. Um, Rachel Hockett, she did the, um, she did kind of like a, a talk, like a four to five minute talk right before kind of introducing me and telling my testimony. And then Dave, Bruce, my husband's former boss, um, he did the same for Aaron because I wanted it to really set the tone, just being intentional, the kind of people that we were. And then <laughs> last but certainly not least, the person that I chose for the wedding was my spouse, <laughs> my husband. I was very intentional about that, of choosing, you know, a groom that was there for life and not just for, you know, the day, but that was a good setup for life. Does that make sense? So that, yeah. Yeah, that's the number one thing is just like choosing the right humans. At first I felt like, okay, I got to have six bridesmaids and I got to get married in this kind of church and I got to do this and that. And if we open the doors, we got to pack it out. We got to have people lined up down the streets. Like, no, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I'm going to invite who I want. I'm going to request who I want. And I'm going to be a little bit selfish here when it comes to people, because I know that these people are going to be very crucial to my, you know, my mental health, my emotional health, my stability, my everything for this day. And this day is the start of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try, and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling. Whether you have an anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. You know, it's no doubt that our wedding, you know, went by perfectly and without a flaw. <laughs> Weddings. <laughs> I'm laughing at what I said and also at my hilarious child, but bro weddings are never perfect and that was one thing that i couldn't avoid which stressed me out but i will say that the night before the wedding at the rehearsal um i i so i had asked my buddy sean hill to be one of the groomsmen he's a producer uh, and also a, you know basically my big brother at this point and i was sitting there next to his wife crystal and i was so insecure about the fact that the rehearsal was just a little i felt like it was just it was, I just was stressed out about everything. I was like, oh my gosh, did I, is it too many people? Is this taking too long? Do people know where to stand? Are people tired? Are people hungry? Like it was a lot going on at the rehearsal and I was so stressed out and I'm sitting there next to Crystal. <laughs> she looked at me. She's like, girl, be quiet. This is a wedding. <laughs> she was like, this is a thing. It's everyone expects to be here for a while. 
like to get this down so that we can have a good day. I was so blessed by that because I was so insecure about just to be transparent about a few comments that were being made about the rehearsal taking a while. But I was just so grateful that there was someone there in my corner that was a part of me being very intentional um, that was able to be like, baby, <laughs> this is your day and we ain't leaving here until it's just right. So Crystal, I don't know if you listen to my podcast or not, but you know that I love you because I randomly bother you on social media from time to time. But to Crystal and my mom and dad and sister and brother-in-law <laughs> and my parents, like, oh, I already said them. But all the 18 million people that were in our wedding, that were at our wedding, you were there for a reason. You were intentionally there. You were a part of <laughs> one of the best days of my life. And I'm so glad that I asked you to be, you to, you to be there. <laughs> I'm glad for the people that randomly prayed over me that I remember the prayers and the people that prayed over me while they were sitting there watching, you know, us share our personal feelings by way of vowels in my, into microphones. Like, oh my God, this is so stressful. But I really am. I'm grateful for everybody that was there because they were there for a reason and the choices that I made to have certain people there and certain music and certain cereal and even even the pastors. I mean, we had more than one pastor because I was like, I want all of the pastors that have influenced my life with the exception of my parents because I wanted them to sit down and be parents. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's there's so much I'm grateful for that I made choices that positively affected me and my spouse, my husband. Um, and I feel like that just helped us in the long run of having a day that was yeah busy and crazy because that's what weddings are but that was that left us in an emotionally healthy place and i'm just really grateful for that All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Jamie Grace podcast. If you didn't know, hi, I'm Jamie Grace, and you can find me on social media at Jamie Grace H. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can even leave a review if you really, really like it. Last week, we talked about boundaries, saying no, and 27 dresses. Next week, we're doing an episode called You, Your Mom, and Freaky Friday. And I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So again, subscribe, hit me up on social media. Thank you so much for listening. I will We'll talk to you very, very soon. Um, okay, bye.